I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and today I'm so excited to bring back Lori Martinez. She is a PhD in psychology, um, former psychologist, now a holistic healer, and I have talked, I've had her on the podcast previously. We've talked about so many beautiful things. She again is going to give away a free session, so make sure you stay tuned to the very end to hear how you can uh, get a free session with her. She is such a gift. And this episode is um, it's really beautiful conversation. And you get to hear what the Syrians are channeling through Lori and how really to shine your light and bring forth your gifts to this world. So Lori, here she is. Well, I would love to hear um, what, what's been on, like, what have you been learning the past like what it what's come up for you the past couple of weeks and and the downloads you're getting and the messages you're getting? Okay, yeah, that was amazing. I I took a class with a guy from Hawaii. I booked this lesson like eight months ago because it's always full, and we did the the class, and then I channel, and then at the end he was like, he's like I couldn't hear anything. Your energy was so strong that it disrupted all everything. It was like, uh, 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 uh. and he said, you've been doing this for a long time without knowing. And then the message that came through was so beautiful, was about compassion. And there is like these little downloads that keep coming about compassion. And I was like, wow, like I never thought of compassion that way. Mm. Well, what, like, what was it there? What did you see it before? And what was the message about compassion? So the message was, so when we were doing the exercises, he said, if at any moment you feel, then it's like, you need to talk, just talk. Hmm. And I was just there, just in that beautiful energy. And then I, I just started to talk. I was compassion. Like you humans think compassion, it's this feeling, um, this by this low vibration feeling that you feel pitiful for the other one, like, oh, poor him, poor her, what she went through, what he's going through. Oh, poor him. He's standing on the street light, not having food. Like, so when you are vibrating very low, when you connect with that fake mm. compassion, and then they say what real compassion is, is to the purest observation of God's intent. Mm. that was like the literal words purest observation of god's intent and then i was like and then they were like yeah realizing that everything and everyone every situation has been designed by you and god together to ignite your soul to illuminate your path and also every person has a piece of that magnificence of God inside. So there's no reason to feel pitiful about them. So when you connect with that, they say that's high vibration and you create electromagnetic fields or feel around you where people can bloom. Mm. So instead of making them small, Oh, poor you, poor, poor, that vibration will not be like a good ground for blooming. But when you look at people, whether it's your employees, your children, your partner, even the people that it's, you know, against you. And you just look at them with, you know what? The magnificence of God is in you. So you are elevating your vibration and they can connect more easily with that magnificence that they have inside. Wow. And I was like, wow. And then yesterday I was meditating and then again, (laughs) 
So I'm getting this from the Syrians, as far as I understand in my experience. And Syrians uh, are called the mother, like the mother race. They were the ones always looking after us at the very beginning of humankind. So they have that very like motherly holding you and just at service of you. And they said, compassion is also how you reclaim your power. The parts of your soul that have been lost when there is trauma or when there is difficult times or anger or resentment towards others because the things they did to us you literally are losing part of your power and your soul. Mm. You create this energetic course with those situations and people. So your soul and your energy is all like spread. So with compassion, you reclaim all your energy back to you. So I was like, wow. So in shamanism, they call that like a soul retrieval. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so true. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, wow. It's like the most beautiful concept ever. And, and they just, um, yeah, they just kind of show me a little bit about what their mission was on earth, what they're still doing for us. Um, yeah. It's, Experience it's, are critical. It's such an amazing time to be alive because all these uh, channeled messages are are unbelievably powerful and beautiful and uplifting. And um, whether it's, I mean, that's you're the first person I've heard that started channeling the Syrians, which is so beautiful and so powerful. All these, the Galactic Federation of Light is here assisting. And in times past, in biblical times, that's what they called angels. Um, the angels spoken to, you know, Mary or whatever. And, and the messengers are back again to deliver this message yeah. of hope in humanity's crisis. And it's so beautiful. And to bring back the knowledge that we lost in Atlantis, because in Atlantis we failed. And we should do Zooms too tell people the whole story. So Atlantis fell because of Lucifer. Mm. So Lucifer is not a name. Lucifer, it's a kind of like a um, role. So we have CEOs, we have assistants, we have F FCOs. So Lucifer and the universe is just um, like a position. Yeah. So he was, he was sent here to help us ascend and connect with the you know, with the knowledge of the universe, but he was like, you know, I don't think they can handle it. Hmm. This, so, is, this is an important went. topic for, for everyone listening. Like what the Luciferian energy is, it's truly a gift for all humanity, even though it causes the darkness, it allows us to choose the light. And without the mm -hmm. darkness, us choosing light, there's no virtue. It just, we're just in light. So it's like a fish breathing or, you know, swimming in water. They don't know the difference that they're in water. It's just what they are. We wouldn't know until that you pull them out of water and then they know that they were in water. We can't know the contrast unless we have that darkness and the Lucifer soul mm -hmm. collective is bringing the darkness so that we can choose the light. And I, I love that concept because like you're saying with compassion, some people have chosen to go into the darkness and play with the darkness and become part of the darkness. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they still are the light within them. They still are God experiencing all that is. Exactly. It's just so fascinating when you think about the concept of, you know, of we need to really realize our mission mm. and our mission. It's we were created by God and he lives in very high dimensions where there's only light, only light. So one day he was, okay, I want to play with this beautiful universe. And he wanted to create a race that would be at 
the same as his image, but on the most like lower density. Yes. So the lower density there is, is 3D. And that was what he wanted. He was, I want a race that is able to be as I am in the lowest of vibrations. Mm. So that's immensely beautiful. But the other part of the deal is that all these souls, because we are all from different star systems, we are all ETs. When we came here, part of the deal was, okay, I just don't want to do that. I also want to give you free will. Mm, yes. And the only way to give you free will is for you to forget completely, to go into the dark, to forget completely who you are. Yes. So going in the dark is part of his experiment his project yes and then he's like i want to see how humans can from the most the lowest the densest of vibrations reclaim and find their light yes that this is i have a lot of friends that are still in that christian uh fundamental christian or orthodoxy christian paradigm and what i walk them through what you just shared is so beautiful is Genesis one, one God in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, but Genesis one, two says, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That means that there was literally no light anywhere on this planet. It was completely engulfed in the depth of darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then God does something. And God and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. And there was light. So the whole contrast narrative of what this whole experience is, it is, is going into the darkness saying, let there be light from, from the darkness, from within the darkness and shining. And that's what stars are, are surrounded by darkness. And that's how we can see the star. And then you go to this whole narrative of the book of Job where Satan goes before the throne of God looks at Job and they're talking about Job and God says to Job, have you considered my servant Job? And if you think in a victim mindset, like, Oh, these things happen to me or, Oh, this is happening to me. um, Or why is this happening to me? Well, it's very disempowering. It's very low vibration. But when you see that all things are, to prove our strength and our power amidst all the the turmoil and trauma, then you can look at God just saying, shine, the the greater the trauma, the brighter the light. Mm -hmm. What a gift and to give thanks. And you know, the the concept of Gloria Deus, like glory to God. Well, what gives God more glory? Staying in darkness or remaining dark? or going in darkness and piercing and bursting forth his light. Like that is, that is such an incredible concept. And so whether it's biblical or it's another paradigm, it's still the same beautiful narrative and we are the light. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, and for me, one of the things that I, that I struggle with and I bet a lot of people too that is listening to us is like as we start the awakening process it's really hard to hear you design this uh yeah yeah you you yeah that's like one of the hardest thing you can say to someone that is in the healing process kind of awakening but not quite there yet and like no you designed this it was you design your parents, you design like the major experiences in your life yes. were kind of designed by your soul before you came here. So when, when we are in this healing process, <clears throat> dealing with all this darkness, this, you know, that we forgot who we are, why we are here. I don't understand anything. Am I not worth of love and compassion and tenderness? and someone to really take care of me. And then we hear these ideas and it's like, what? 
What right. do you mean? I, I, I didn't design this. Like, are you crazy? That's the ego. The ego comes and like, no, I could have never designed this for me. Totally. But then when you start this journey of awakening, going back to the dark and the light. So the plan was for us to forget, to see if we could climb up again and find the light that we are. So before that, we needed to leave some breadcrumbs. Mm. So the traumas, yes. the experiences that takes us to the limit, that puts us against the wall, that puts us in a difficult position of, you know, to choose this or that. Those are the breadcrumbs that we leave for ourselves in the future. Mm. So, for example, me having an alcoholic violent father at home and a codependent alcoholic violent mother too was the breadcrumb that I needed to start exploring healing by myself so the first time I went to the psychologist I was six no one to, no one told me to go mm. uh, I knew there was one available at school and I would go on every break to see her to talk to her so that was the breadcrumb that started for me finding all these tools, starting with the most 3D, the psychologist, then going into my teenage years and not understanding again, why? Why me? Why is that all my friends have normal parents and go on trips and are happy? And I go home and I find just violence. And then in my teenage years, I'll look for other type of healing so I look for angel therapy and for um, healing circles and like more shamanic tools again the breadcrumbs and now that I look back I was like you know what it takes a lot of light also to come out of that yes so if you're listening and you are in this path of healing and you had a difficult past it took a lot of light for you to be here listening to us today. And you should be proud of that. Yes. And the breadcrumbs that you left, did you hear? Yes. That is such so, a, that's such an important message. It's, it, it's interesting just hearing you frame it up like that. Um, that is such, that is such an important message. It, mm-hmm. I look at it as the darkness did everything it could to try to extinguish the light. Everything. It did everything it could. It did everything we allowed it to do in this choosing. And by default that we're here shows if people are yet not on the other side of understanding what we're talking about, you know, taking full ownership, but by default that we're here, we were greater than the darkness. Mm -hmm. We were stronger than the darkness. Therefore, we are light because we were not extinguished by the darkness. And when I first heard these concepts, I was infuriated, angry, like, oh, I chose it. I'm like, you know what? And I would default Mm -hmm. on, you know, rape of women or, you know, child molesting and what, you know, things that I experienced, like what? I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And I used to get really angry. Until I started to understand that, and this is where the concept of hero comes in. We are all the heroes of our own story. We are all the Luke Skywalkers or whatever, you know, big epic saga that you want. We are those heroes, not another. Us, me, you, you're the hero of your story. I'm the hero of my story now because understanding that I went through all that to come on this other side to bring my gifts into the world. You're bringing your gifts into the world. And we wouldn't know the treasure that we had unless it's we- It's a treasure. It is such beautiful treasure. Oh. And, and what humanity will come to understand is this is not just a treasure for you. Like when you leave this beautiful planet and go back to Father Universe and you're sitting there with your guides and your masters, you realize that this path you chose 
it's not for everybody. Believe me, there's still angels and higher beings there. I love this because when I do <clears throat> Akashic records, sometimes I literally almost see them like this. <laughs> like they're like, because what we're doing, it's so, again, majestic and he's so brave that a lot of light beings and masters, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to earth, really. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but what we're doing is that we are one of a kind. Mm. We are a planet of free will. This is like the, the most extreme project God had for this universe to have not just the most the lowest density, but also the free will which comes with the forgetting. So in other races, they don't forget. They remember yeah. all their lives. They remember who they are. They remember the part of the plan. They don't necessarily have free will because they're totally in light. So they yeah, behave. there's no contrast. Yeah, it there's just- no contrast. Right. So there's no free will. Right. We are this rare, rare, rare project yes. where two very hard things came together. So when this project is successful, we are going to be first of a kind. Yes, in the universe. In, in the universe. In, yes. This is, uh, David wrote um, um, that man was created a little lower than the angels. Let me find this first. I think it's chapter, let me, this is fascinating. Because wow, I, it fascinates me that, you know, he's there. Oh, <laughs> it's so fascinating. He said, um, uh okay what is man so this is a uh, psalm chapter 8 uh verse well i'll just read this it's pretty short it's really good oh lord oh, oh lord our lord so lord means love supreme so what is what is all these higher when light and love are all that is that is lordship of god that there is it's just love and light there is no other there's no other contrast so we can call in that supremacy of love and light now and that would be lord but we religion has made it subversive you know submission stuff like that but mm-hmm. oh lord our lord how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babes and okay so let me skip <laughs> let me get to this what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor Thou made, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. So we were made a little lower than the angels. The angels are still in that 5D, you know, higher dimensional, like the highest dimensions, no contrast. Uh We were into this contrast. But then when we awaken to that, we are the light in this contrast, we take a thought, we actually ascend higher then all the other beings and they look at us because we then become the great teachers. Mm-hmm. And I saw this yesterday that Jesus, the five, the fifth dimensional teacher, Jesus and higher dimensional, but say he's the fifth dimensional, the teacher on the planet that came to teach 5d fifth dimensional love and light. He said greater things than I have done. You will do. Now he said this in a 3D world. So here's this 5D teacher in a 3D world, breaking all the laws of 3D, shining forth light, not holding a grudge, forgiving, living in in fullness. But why are we able to do greater things is because we are moving into a 5D world with no contrast of 3D. So the things we will do, there will be no more contrast so we can co-create an entirely different world here coming up and it's incredible. It's just, we're moving into such a beautiful time. And I think what you're, I'm so glad you bring this up and I don't want to get off the track. What you're saying is owning that treasure, owning the thing, the darkness that we've gone through, we are here so that when we're no longer in that darkness and wake up to light, we can share it with the world. We can share it with the whole, yeah, universe. universe. This, yeah, this, the universe, right, yeah. It's this project, humankind, is the most endearing, I think, project that 
is happening in the universe. And and that's why when I was uh, talking about Lucifer, so what happens is that uh, God is the, it means, so he has a name on like light and, and how it would translate to us would be Nevadon. Mm. So Nevadon means total expansion of spirit. Mm. And then Lucifer means total expansion of knowledge. Mm. So they kind of like, I mean, Nevadon, God, universe, source is above all. But because, and, and if you see it that way, total expansion of knowledge, then it's a very masculine, you know, energy. Knowledge is very masculine. Yes. So the reason why he kind of went the other way with the plan was because he didn't believe that we could handle it. He didn't, he basically is like, I don't trust they can overcome their dark. Mm. So I don't think they should be given the gift of co-creating. Wow. So the, what I wanted to bring that up is because um so when he fell allegedly he fell from yeah, heaven it says yeah. in, in the bibles it was because he the his plan was to be administ uh the administrator of knowledge yes, yes. so there was other guides guiding us into the expansion of our spirit and then he was supposed to lead the part helping us expanding our knowledge yes so the reason he fell is because he didn't really trust that we could do it. Mm. And that's when we lost Atlantis and we lost a lot of masters. Others were taken to Egypt to kind of restart, um, restart, you know, the civilization with the knowledge that was saved about spirit. Right. So what I was going to say with this is that we were put again in between these two kind of powers of duality mm. and light, but spirit always has compassion and trust and faith. I know they're my daughters and sons. So I know the peace of me that lives in them. So I trust they can find the light and connect with the light and then here was the opposite, you know? So Lucifer was part of the duality that we came, the separation. Yes, and yes. then the mind was playing that part that the mind plays for us sometimes too. I don't trust we can handle this. I don't trust we can all connect just with light. So I just love how we can also have that and we have it within us. Yes. We have that part of our spirit saying, yes, we can. We are light. We are the same as God is. We are God. He's us. And then we have our mind, which sometimes can play that role of darkness. Yes. That's right. The crazy thoughts make us forget again the light that we are. Mm. So I love how we can see everything in the outside and then in the inside. Mm. So the compassion again with the message that the Syrians are bringing forward through me is compassion is realizing that me. So when you have compassion to yourself is knowing I have that within me. I have that light and I have I'm majestic as he is. So I am vibrating from that knowing mm. so everything blooms around me so and this awesome. same when i look at others and their polarities because you know we can see incoherences and polarities being manifested in others and then you are like i see that through the power of compassion i see that like diamond in your heart and i know you'll connect with your light mm. and then you create around you 
that vibration. So relationships start to change. If you look at your children or your employees or your family with that lens, you are creating a vibrational feel around you where they can actually connect more easily with their light. So it's so beautiful. It's kind of like the opposite of judgment. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it's seen through God's eyes because he doesn't look at us and be like, oh, how how sad are they? He just says, look at them. Like, I think that's what it is. Like Job saying, look at look at my servant Job. He's get you know, he, he yeah, our, the whole point of remembering is so important. Remembering, remembering, yeah. remembering who we are, remembering. And what is remembering? It's remember our members, our body. It's putting it back in right order. To remember is to put back in order. Oh, my members, like my mind, my body, my soul, spirit, heart, all that I am. Back yeah. in that place of love. And that's what doing like the Akashic record sessions with you is so beautiful yeah. because it is a remembering. It's a. Mm. And I love how a lot of people does that, what you're doing at the end. And, and that's how it feels like going back to center. Yes. Yes. So this is the spirit. This is the mind. We need both. And they, you know, they find each other here. Mm. So the mind is, is necessary for us in 3D. It, it's just that it needs to be at service of the spirit. So that's also what is called the point zero of creation, the void. For those that have ever read Abraham Hicks, mm, yeah, that's the, what is her word? I think, it's, is it the void? I don't know. Or the feel. Anyway, that is the feel of creation, the point zero where, you know, universe are created, where babies are created. All that power is that point zero when I put my mind at the service of the spirit, the knowledge at the service of the spirit in my heart. And from there, I create universe. Mm, that is so beautiful. Yeah. I I love that. And it's just so funny how you start in this journey and all this to say that, you know, what Syrians were commun communicating with me is like everyone can channel mm. from that point. Yes. Yes. We are all channels, antennas of light, of gifts, of healing, yes. words, if they come easily to us, sounds. So also in that zero point, we are open to the knowledge of the universe and, and we can share it. Yes. So it was just so beautiful. They were like, we just it's like tell people they can do this because we want to share so much more. Mm, that's beautiful. And and everyone in their own way. Some people hold the this frequency in just being still in, you know, some people are talkers. Some people have natural inclination with the move energy with their, we all have the unique gifts. Yeah. The Rick, like there's this um, GC Bevington, this old, uh, what's this book? Modern miracles or some book. I, I have this guy that lived in the 1800s. This old preacher. He never preached. He just would go into the woods of these town. And this is in the 1800s before the civil war. He would go and just pray for a town and just pray. And he would not stop praying. So he would pray continually mm -hmm. till revival would break out in the town. And he never preached at one. It just, God just started touching hearts and mending hearts and touching husbands and mothers. And, and it had nothing to do with the church. And it was just God. He just prayed so much. He held so much love over a village or a town that the whole town would erupt in like love of God and love of humanity. So he never spoke. He wasn't a preacher. He was just the guy that held his unique space. 
And I love that mm. story is because we all, some people say, well, I, I can't talk or I can't, you know, it's not my gift to speak. Maybe not. But the ones that are speaking don't have the gifts that you have to hold space, perhaps, or to observe and be. We all have our unique gifts to create more love and light in this world. I love the movie X-Men. Oh, yeah. For me, it's like, you know, there's there's no one that has the same power. Yep. Right. They all have different powers. They all have, Some of them have mix of one another. They're all so unique. But when they go and work together on a mission, you see that all of them are necessary. All of them, all of their gifts are used. So that's another thing. Comparing. Yeah. Like when you compare yourself to others, and, and I know it's tough because there was a moment where I was like, so what am I? Like, tell me what is my gift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with the time, the continuous message was, you will discover it, be patient, just keep doing your job, just keep doing, you know, shining the light. Also finding those moments of connection Mm. and those moments of stillness and connection is when you're going to start seeing more of your gift, but don't compare yourself because I know that's a trap that light workers that we can fall on, on, on this trap and feel frustrated when we want to do so much for humanity, but we don't know how. And so they, they channel and they do this. And so what am I supposed to do? What you're supposed to do is shine your light mm. as high as you can. And that's the biggest like the biggest thing you can do for humanity, believe it or not. And that's so humbling too. Yeah. Because our ego wants to do big things. Right. That's what I was just going to say. And let go of the results. Let go of the results. Just let go. Just shine and let go of the results. It'd be this world of social media and numbers and followers and light and this stuff so ridiculously <laughs> meaningless. It's so meaningless. It's only... Did you shine brightly? Is this episode going to bring more light to the world? Absolutely. How many views and clicks? It's like, that's irrelevant. That one person is worthy of all my light, of all my love, of all the brightness that I can shine is for one. And absolutely, it's worth everything. Yeah, it's worth everything. It's worth everything. everything. I remember, um, <laughs> I was talking about this the other day, I've forgotten, but and my dad said, you can't save the world. And I remember, and I said, well, at least I could try. And I was, I don't know, 20. Yeah, I was probably 20 years old. But I was reminded of that story the other day in that I can just try to, I'm, I'm, we're all here to do what we're here to do. And, and so it's not a matter of the impact. It's a matter of, or the, the measure of the impact. It's just a matter of being free to be who we are. Yeah, and share our gifts. It's so beautiful about what you said because something very similar happened to me. I don't remember. Maybe when I was starting psychology school and it's like, yeah, but you do therapy. It's not like you can help a lot of people. I mean, you get, I don't know, five people a day. Like, I don't know, someone was talking about that and of, also of course talking about income like you can only see how many people and whatever I'm like okay <laughs> so I remember someone was there and we were at the beach which was super funny because the story has to do with the beach so I know you probably have heard it so there is this kid so during the night there was like these big big waves that brought with them ton of starfish to the shore and so sun was coming and the starfish were dying because they were out of the sea. And this kid was picking up starfish by starfish and putting them back in the water. And then a guy was like, there's no way you can save them all. What are you doing? And then you can make a difference. Mm. And the kid said, I just made a difference for that one starfish that I put back in the water. So, yes. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we can make so a difference. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think we're moving into a place where we'll be telepathically communicating with each other and, and how the frequency and how vibrations and how messaging and how words and how concepts are transmitted won't be through phones and apps and it's going to be so much more vivid it will be like igniting all the strands of our dna mm. as it just will just be like, i mean it will be the fullness of us communicating with one another and and i really think the currency moving forward i know there's a lot of like quantum uh computing and and blockchain and crypto but i still think that's a 3d paradigm we're trying to anticipate what 5d currency is and 3d mindset and i really believe it's our gifts that are our currency with one another is like creating and the the person who can just hold space is going to be of such value and like oh you know thank you for giving me this gift let me honor you with whatever and it's not well this was 5.99 or dollar you know we're not going to put digits to these gifts it's going to be like our whole service of self and service to others i believe that um and this is so super beautiful because it has to do with jesus i think jesus spent some time with the i don't know how you say it in english with the essenios Esseni? oh the Essenes. Like a- yeah the essenes yeah the nazi yep so he spent some time with them And this was a group of people that were vibrating really high. They were vibrating in 5D and their society functioned more or less like 5D. Yes. Society would would, um, work. So about, for example, currency and all this, they were abundant. They had everything they needed. The only thing is that people were doing what they were really good at and what they love doing. So if for any reason you love cooking and you feel this passion and you put this alchemy into cooking, because believe me, when you cook, how you move your hands around your food, how you blow into your food, you're putting magic into that. So if you connect with cooking, then, well, maybe it's because you put in alchemy into what you're cooking. And when we move there, you will be someone providing a community with alchemized food. Then if you enjoy healing, that's going to be your trade. But then the person that cooks is going to provide for the person that heals. The person that heals is going to provide for the carpenter doing your house for, you know, for we are just going to exchange our gifts. So no one is going to be lacking anything. We're going to have everything we need because we, like I said, we all have different gifts like X-Men and it's going to come a time where money is also not going to be important or the way we do things now, because believe it or not, things that we think are essential right now will not be essential. That's right. And it won't be like, we would feel like, Oh my God, I'm craving so bad to go to, to the mall. Right, right. We should, no, it's like, you don't even going to think about going to the mall or getting your eyelashes done or your, you know, that's secondary. And that's been also designed by the matrix to distract you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's going back to essentials, Mm. essentials, essentials, essentials. It's it's funny because my husband wants to move somewhere and I'm like, well, let's find like an acre or two where, you know, we can build community, maybe grow some food and raise our children together yes yes yeah that's the, i mean it's exciting where it, are we going it is so exciting it is oh it's so exciting and i'm i see people that are just miserable right now still because their whole identity was in the 3d world and their jobs and they their time and i see families that their kids are depressed because their parents are working two jobs 20 and and not to knock them. I just see that what, um, 
gift that they will be given when that doesn't have to be the case anymore. This is not to judge them about what they are. It's like, man, what a gift. I can't wait for them to receive the blessing of not having to put all time, energy, effort to provide quote unquote, a living or a future. It's just, no, just be. It was part of the matrix too, to keep us <clears throat> distracted, to keep yes. us, yes. you know, doing the taxes and I have to do this paperwork and this paperwork and this paperwork. And, and I have to do this errand. Like I, when I see, like, I have to file my taxes, I have to go to the bank. I have to pay this. I'm like, these are all like very well designed distractions. So people wouldn't have time or energy yes. to go within. To be to go, exactly. To simply be simply yeah. be. And that's, falling like mm. our political system is kind of crumbling oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah crumbling yeah education system is pretty much of you know it's is very rare that kids are going to school some of them are but it's also crumbling and online education is not necessarily working either right. so that's crumbling right. um financially I think things are going to start to crumble just to build new ones and better. I always want to say to people, don't worry, like don't, don't, don't get scared. Yeah. We're going to a better, yes. better place. So yes. 100%. Yes. One. Don't be scared. Again, look at all of these with compassion. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, You're just, a, you're just such a gift. You're such a gift. Thank you so much. You are a gift too. Like we are all this community that you have created. Um, again, it's amazing. 2020, you probably said, we all said, okay, in 2020, we're going to start sharing. Yes. Yes. Creating this community. Yes. And it's such a, oh, the, the community is like, it's like heaven on earth. It's really, that's how I feel. It's heaven on earth. It's heavenly. It's beautiful. And part of that, I'm just so thankful that I got to do that Akashic session with you. And I want to bring this up again, because you were so <laughs> gracious to give a free session away the last time. And I had, I don't even know how many people reach out. It was, it was, overwhelming how many people reached out wanting to be that. Oh. It's the seventh that we said or um but Yay. yeah i love it um be, so we're gonna give away another session uh and um uh what what number do you want the person that reaches out to me and says what or or uh what do they what? say what's the giveaway yeah what are we gonna do so, well, the giveaway for those that uh, are new to this podcast or for those that are listening to me for the first time. So an Akashic Record, the way it flows through me, it's that we open your records, your Akashic Records, which are the records of your soul. Then immediately I connect with your masters, your guides and your teachers, your loved ones. And immediate messages come through. And then I normally get shown your essence, who you really are when you're not incarnated, mm. um, possible gifts, the color of your, you know, of your family. Some people are like green emerald or blue and all these rays have like different uh, gifts. Mm. If there is any guides that are particularly with you, then you get to ask questions. Yes. If you yes. have any questions, you get to ask almost all the questions you have and then at the end we go through um quantum healing and activation akashic meditation what it means it's that when you go in a med med meditation state sorry um your consciousness travels with me wherever your masters are showing me mm. so we travel to beautiful places, temples, and then there's normally healing involved. So they work on your DNA, they work on your chakra system, mm. and then activations of your gifts. 
And then I send you that meditation and you keep that meditation. And I love to say that you can do it for 30, 40 days and you'll see magic happening in your life. So beautiful. Well, I'm so excited. Well, uh, how about we say um, the seventh person to message me the word Akashic will get a free session with you. Yes, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. Sister, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And again, remember these, these, the power of compassion. Remember that when you look at people and situations that hurt you in the past with compassion and you realize that those were the breadcrumbs that you left for yourself, that there is magnificence and that you are reclaiming the pieces of your soul that were left there. So go back to those moments and memories and the people that you might, you know, be hurt by and look at that with that lens and reclaim your power. Yes. Get it back. Yes, that's right. <laughs> for sovereignty's sake, for sovereignty's sake. Yes. 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 Sister Lori, thank you. You're such a radiant being, such a, such a beautiful light in this world. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your message again. And everyone listening, thank you. And make sure you respond, seventh person, to write me, Akashic, in the DMs and Instagram. You will get a free session with Lori. And if you are not the seventh person, still take sign up with Lori, still do a session with her. It is incredible. My wife and I have both done it and was such a beautiful healing and profound experience. So make sure you sign up with her, even if you're not the seventh and everyone blessings upon blessings to you. Everything is going to be all good. Everything is going to be okay. Keep shining your light. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the golden rule revolution. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.